Hey guys, welcome to Extreme BPM. My name is Mark Extreme. We do this every single Tuesday and Friday. That is 8 p.m. East African time. This week, I'm talking to someone that is Nativian-born singer that is based in in, uh, in the U.S. but was a little bit in Europe too. And we shall be talking about all that because that's a lot of influence, you know, from uh, Latvia and then you have uh, the U.K. and then you have the U.S. and you're doing music. That's a lot of influence. We shall be talking about that. We also have a new song uh, on the show that we shall be premiering at the end of the show. So let's welcome Kiana Key on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's I'm pleased to. Great talking to you today. I've been waiting for this for a while. You know, we were supposed to do this even earlier and then full disclosure, some things didn't work out as far as my end goes. But here we are today. So welcome to the show. I'm happy to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Let's start from the beginning, okay, before we get into this new single that we've been uh, we play, premiered on the show before. Let's talk about, you know, you being, you were born in Latvia, right? Latvia, yes. Eastern yeah. Europe. In Eastern Europe. <laughs> Very, very small country you know that we don't have we don't even have two million people living there so it's really really small hold on how many people are in latvia well right now when i lived there it was close to two million but right now even less like one and a half million people it's very very small place we got a lot of ambitions in that country it's a very you know like even though it's small and we don't have so many people but the ambitions are strong Talk to me about that, you know, tell me about uh, Latvia being less than 2 million people and then have, having these ambitions. Well, you know what, it's very, it's very difficult question, honestly. It's a great question, but difficult because it's something inside of you. And every person, no matter where you live, it's what moves you. It's your, I don't know, it's your like base inside, it's your DNA. I don't know, it's, you know, your blood, it's in your blood. So we all born with that, we all have that. It's just uh, a matter of us working on that or even acting on that. Some people are just, you know, okay, my mom told me to be like a teacher, so I'm gonna go and be a teacher and they're like, you know, in their little house. So they never come out. So on my side, it was, I was born in Latvia and I moved to the UK first. It was like nine years ago. It was quite a long time ago. So it was also very different in my country at that time. Now it's very different there, like very different. I go there time after time, like sometimes every year, but it's just very different. So um, I was growing up, I'm not uh, like um, all those singers out there that usually, you know, uh, when you interview them, they're like, oh my God, I was singing when I was born, you know, I was born and I started singing. I wasn't like that. Yeah. Uh, because my family, nobody was a musician. I had no musicians at all around me, like 10 miles away from me. <laughs> I literally had a regular family, my mom, because our country is a quite poor and at that time it was quite poor now it's much better it's european union you know it's different yeah. but at that time um my mom was i didn't have a father raise me but um my mom had to work at two jobs sometimes three jobs so i was like all about education and you have to get a job and not like some crazy job it's not even like you have to be a doctor or a lawyer we wouldn't even have uh, money for me to get the education to be a lawyer so it was like at least you get a job you know like work in a freaking coffee shop but it's already good so i was all focusing on i don't know like just yeah the simple 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 targets to just uh, i mean get the education and for me personally it was just like okay 
you know what I'm just gonna get that you know done mark that I got the education but it wasn't even it wasn't moving me so I always felt something okay where am I okay I want to model I want I looked at the TV I will always remember that I was sitting with my grandmother watching TV and there was like some catwalk kind of fashion show going on and Naomi Campbell was walking I was like oh my god grandma I really want to walk like that it's like incredible and she was like huh but you know in my country if you already can get an idea like oh my god what is she what is she talking about you know but um I did have that I always believed whatever I want I can get I don't know why I don't know why I always you know what I want to walk like this so I'm gonna walk like this yes it took time but I told my mom please please whatever it's my birthday can you combine all the Christmas and birthday presents and just uh, give me that um you know we have memberships kind of a membership you go to the agency you have to pay for it but you join the modeling agency and after a few years when I was I think I was 17 going into my 18th then already only then my mom took me to the modeling agency so I was already at this age but I looked so young and and at the agency people were just like are you underage you're too you're too young I can't even get you on the show because they were like because it was mostly swimsuit shows so when I went for my first show they said you have to have a guardian there and you have to have your mother there and when they asked me it was in a nightclub but it was a, like a beauty contest and they did they were all throughout the whole show asking me oh my god you're underage you're underage I was like no I'm okay so it really took me a long time to even become like I don't know like beautiful and you know like grown <laughs> up it was always like a little child you know oh no but I always had that goal I never had oh yes my dream is to be a model no I was like I'm gonna be a model I don't care I'm going for it and I went for it so it was hard we worked like for at that time it was one lot because our currency was lots Latvian currency uh, and it's like I don't know two dollars per day and we would do leafletting and stuff you know while we're not um, studying it was crazy it was so much but I always had the target that oh I want that so I got that I want that and I keep going I never stop I guess I mean I'm not I'm skip. it's a quick story <laughs> of course there were a lot of downs and out you know it was hard but um, I got a contract to go to Milan to the agency that's how I first moved out of Latvia and afterwards my mom went to UK for work so that's how I actually just uh, went to, uh, to the University to London so that's how I moved to London oh yeah how, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering you know how, how did you later get to the UK so how long were you in the UK well like several like more than five years till I moved here and my next step from UK it was like and I didn't in a very good area I lived in I loved it everything was perfect for me but when I would say to people that oh I'm from that southeast area of London they would be like oh why are you living that area because I had a good job already but then I loved it I was in a good area there so I loved it and when I told to my landlord at that time that you know what I need to leave the apartment um I'm moving out and he asked me I will never that. I'm going, oh my god, that's so cool, but where are you going? It's like, New York. And he was like, what? Because it was so like hard for him, he thought I would go to some good, better area in London, you know, but I was like, nah, New York. He's like, Jesus Christ, okay, keep it posted, girl, like, well done. So um, it was a big jump for me to go straight to New York, to America, and of course the process is very hard because it's not so easy, but I was just, I mean, stay positive, and when you have positive energy around you, you attract positive energy, you know, you attract 
interact with people. So I was blessed to um, get to know people that are in the industry. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of happened. It, and I get it as, well, it means that it was meant to be. So I'm at Mafio, and that's the producer for the Coconut Farm and Co. He's absolutely yeah. amazing. I, this recording process of Coconut was complicated, but at the same time, so blissful and just, just beautiful because it lasted for a while before I released Coconut Ramen Coke. It was like a year of process. It all takes time sometimes, but um, it was all worth it. And it was great experience and I'm forever grateful to Mafia and everyone who was in the team at that time. Yeah, he's actually in the video too, yeah? <laughs> yes, he's in the video. He wrote his own uh, second verse in Spanish and I was just like, oh my God. And he wrote it like on the spot um, in the studio with me. Like we were just like vibing. It was so nice. I'm like remembering that it was amazing and yeah I'm, I'm very happy the decision to go to new york were you already did you already have your cards lined up or you said you know what let me get to new york and i'll figure it out when i'm there i had absolutely nothing laid up but i was like i didn't care okay first of all all you have to remember you go there you try it doesn't work you get the f back you just come back it's not the end of the world so you have to always go there and try and you can always come back if anything i will come back not to uh uk not to london but to not if anything, you know, if it goes that bad, you know, they can all you have always the place to return. And when you want to step out and reach something, I think you always, always, always have to get the courage to do this because you can always come back. So you went to New York based on modeling because that's what you're doing and you are very successful at it then. That, like I just had this little like backup plans. Okay, I will go to that agency, I will try that. Then I I'm still focusing on my music, but what I was making money of to do my music was the modeling. But modeling, I have never thought, oh my God, modeling is all I want, you know, and I put 100%. No, it was, it was fun. I was enjoying it. It was like paradise for me. I was enjoying it. I was doing it for fun and I was making money to leave, to help my mother, to like leave, you know, I was supporting myself and I never like asked for money from my mom, you know, so I was happy. And it was already because remember in my head, how I, was, how I was brought up, my mom literally didn't say, oh my God, you have to become something. No, it was like, you know what? All I want you to do is to make money to feed you yourself you know and that's all never had these huge goals it's me i don't know how else i got this freaking ambitious <laughs> ambitions that i want to go so far but um yeah i never had the pressure from my family that oh my god you're not doing what you should be doing no yes my mom and my family never my mom and my sister they never really supported me in doing music because they were like why music who is doing music in our family like why are you doing music you know why why, why do you have to invest so much money and you just go and do your modeling why do you need to do this it's so much headache it's so much work it's not that easy you have to work 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 all the time so she was like why my sister i will never forget she came to my open mic nights when i was singing and i was singing my like Carrie song she said it's such a difficult song you're so stressed out because, because I was so nervous I was like literally shaking oh my god I'm singing next you know I was so nervous she's like why are you doing this you, why do you need to make yourself nervous just like don't do this yeah. she could never understand why do you keep doing this you know just like let it go and I was like I got so upset at that time because I was like oh my god how can't you understand me yeah so it's my dream. I want to do this. Yeah. So um, um, I went to New York 
just without any plans, honestly. And I had a trip to Miami for 10, I, because I never, it was my first, first, first time. So I went to Miami for 10 days and then 10 days in Los Angeles and back to New York for 10 days. So it was 30 days trip in America and then returned back. I went through some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff that made me like think, oh my God, I'm getting the ticket right now and returning because I had like to a point to, I almost got raped there, you know, but it was crazy. It was crazy. I was so shocked and terrified. I was like, I'm going, it's terrible. So um, a lot of things, but then I met people, good people as well. And they showed me like, don't worry, you know, like come to New York and I'll show you good life, like normal, real New York, not just some stuff that will scare you. So, you know, if the people are, if you will meet different people on your way, bad and good, but the good people will like show you the right stuff that you have to see, point, pay attention to that and move in that side. See, I almost return and I would return and I would never go back because but you get something that you can get nowhere else. So yeah, I, from that moment from New York, visit that was my last 10 days, I really fell in love with America. But yeah, I had people that show me the good side of it and it's important. You said something about almost getting raped. That is along the line of doing work or... It was that trip to LA and it was crazy because we didn't have that much money and you know in comparison to American prices you literally stay dormitory or some like little bungalow or hotel is so so expensive like more than a, a rent per month in London in a good place in a good apartment so for us it was very difficult and on that trip to LA I was with my friend and she said you know what no we cannot spend the money for the hotel let's just get this little um like a dormitory I don't know bungalow it was a bungalow so and we we'll, I, I just don't know if you have enough time for that so it was a crazy story how we even got there it was ridiculous but lots of adventure and fun i'm still blessed for that it's amazing when i think back about that um uh, think back on that i'm just like how did we even survive that part of our adventure but um so we stayed there in the dormitory together and um one night we had to even move to where, where you have these bunk beds you know that crazy like hostel place and that's when it happened that one guy just like i went to sleep and somebody just came at night and he literally pulled my uh covers and he took me by the legs you know and i got so like literally i was sleeping and he just um i mean it was terrible and i was lucky there were more people and the guy just got up and he just hit him and like put him away from me but it was terrible i mean it just was hard you know that's to, because i was so scared i was literally shaking there it was crazy yeah that's hard yes yeah that's a crazy experience you're woken up by someone dragging you out of the bed and you're in a different place you're not even in the country where you know something you don't know anything you're alone there yes it was, it was and my friend at that day on that day she wasn't even there i was there alone and probably these guys knew that so i was just lucky it didn't really happen to me so i, I was lucky i was in the room where where i wasn't on my own but you see how crazy it was me and guys and everyone in that room it was crazy i mean if, if the thing back now i'm like we were so like it wasn't smart <laughs> but i mean <laughs> yeah from mentality we have different mentality we don't really expect people to, to do something like this and i mean i don't know it's crazy but everything was all right so i'm thankful but yeah, yeah that's, it uh, wasn't ex- it's good that you know you managed to survive it's, it's now part of your journey but not the good part of the journey but hey <laughs> as long as it finishes all right you know i'm still here everything is all, all right so it was just something to keep in mind for the future because you have to be aware of all these things all the time yeah. and i was growing up i was always in this kind of environment i was always like nervous and it's hard especially in 
our country, like in Latvia, it's hard with this as well. You have to be very, very, very careful. Very careful. You know, people meeting Russians, Latvians, Europeans, they're like, oh my God, they're so weird. They're not open. They are so close-minded because our people, they literally, they walk and they always think, oh my God, why are you looking at it? Why are you smiling? Do you want something from me? Oh my God, do you want, my, do you want to steal my bag? It's our mentality because that's what happens in the country. We grow up like this. Oh my God, somebody's stealing something. Somebody's, I don't know, killing somebody. Somebody, oh my God, it's that kind of environment. So it's always in our back of our minds, you know, it's dangerous. That's quite, that's quite a journey to get to New York, you know, and settle in, yeah? <laughs> well, if you want something, it's never an easy way, I, I guess. You just have to be smart, careful. And our world, it's our world, unfortunately or fortunately, but that's where we live. And in every country, I think we have that in every country, especially when you a foreigner, you come to any country. That's what you can experience. You have to be careful. And especially like young girls, oh my God, it's, it's just, it's crazy. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. You have to stay strong and keep going. This, You see, as I said, I almost went back. I'm, I almost changed my ticket. I almost give, gave up on my dream. Yeah. To be in as far as modeling uh, w- went, uh, can you can you uh, give the people listening in some of uh, of what you would consider your highest po- peaks in your career as uh, as a model? What would you, what would you regard as some of your maybe four highlights of your modeling career? Well, you know my experience being abroad on my own and going to shows like Alexander McQueen and uh, big 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 names that I still even thinking back now I'm like how did I even got there? How did I even meet all these people? But as I said, if you keep this in your head and the positive like goal that you're going for it just comes to you it just comes so yes i met people that work for alexander mcqueen i was molly for dolce and gabbana it's amazing yes this i would not ever say that it was the peak of my career because i'm still on it i'm still i still keep going at so the moment at the moment yes well at the moment yes in the modeling business if yeah. that's your question yeah, right? yeah. in the modeling business. so yeah alexander mcqueen probably is my biggest name that i would mention because i work with a company that um, also took me to Beirut to work for them and model the um, Alexander McQueen. It was amazing. It's like biggest dream <laughs> came true that time. Yes. And I traveled to so many places, Israel, I worked in so many different places in Europe and outside Europe as well. Not in the United States back then, but around Europe. Ah, that's great. So uh, one more last thing about modeling. What are some of the dreams right now for modeling as far as your career goes? Well, what I always think that one thing doesn't really stop the other. So the more I advance in my music and the more people get to know me on this land in the United States, the more... um, different brands will want to work with me, right? So, I mean, of course, I would love to be on the cover of Vogue. Yes, we're aiming that far. On <laughs> the cover of L. Yes, let's go. And that's no matter if it's going to be with the music or modeling, because the more known you are in certain, like, doesn't even matter. Like, you become a doctor, you get known. You still attract all these magazines and these, you know, different other sides of the story, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my dream is, like, to, I don't know, be on the cover of Vogue, let's say. Good dream to have, you know. We already have traveled this far so that should be the next step right now so maybe the next step the next time i'm talking to you it should be that <laughs> that's, that's the goal let's go for it yes. yeah and uh, so uh, as far as music goes who are some of your earliest heroes you know that got you inspired to get even starting with music my forever hero and my forever inspiration is whitney houston she is why am i forever and always and she will always be i'm in love with her and her music and with everything so it was whitney houston and um whenever i would 
feel like giving up and just like just I would like really give up one week two weeks and then I would just watch her video live performance on YouTube I would be like no way I'm giving up I just yeah. want to be there I want to be like of course back then I wanted to like meet her and sing with her okay it's just like that dream that you put in your head you know but she was my everything Whitney Houston Mariah Carey of 90s that 90s music 80s 90s music and uh, Aretha Franklin Beyonce the queen and yeah these are my most favorite singers I think yeah that I was inspired but of course Ella James Aretha Franklin I love it I don't know it's just I love it and notice not even one um, Latin singer it's weird but I was always inspired by like American Whitney Houston Mariah Carey yeah. yeah I didn't have any inspirations in the Latin world which is honestly to tell you that um, I'm in the Latin Spanish like Spanish influenced music I'm, in I'm surprised myself I just feel it I don't know where I'm getting it from I've never been um, I don't know I've never been impacted by any of Latin artists I never listened to any really Latin artists so I don't know where I got it from I just have it and whenever I write music without even music just like in my head you know just like mm, coming out with the melodies they always have that latin spanish influence so i really love reggae and that latin i don't know it just it really moves me it really moves me even though as i said i was inspired by whitney houston Mariah and beyonce yeah so yeah so kind of interesting yes so how do you think how do you think the lat the latin and spanish side comes in you know what i when i think about that i'm thinking maybe in my past life i was i don't know a spanish girl i don't know <laughs> or nothing i feel like there is something in my blood coming out of whatever nowhere because even when i did my dna test i don't have any spanish roots even though i wish for it but no so it's just something that comes to me very natural and i don't know where it comes from it's just like naturally in my blood but let me tell you that uh, spanish music does have some resemblance with russian music russian like old music i don't know maybe that's what it comes from because when i was young we didn't have any of them like um, i don't know american music playing in our house in my house on the radio it was only russian music only like i don't know some pop songs that i wouldn't even consider to look at i would be like oh whatever you know just some fun silly songs I'm, i don't want to be rude but you know it's just some songs not for but, you uh, <laughs> yeah but i first was inspired by a dpf you know the French singer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my mom, when I was young, my mom took me and my sister to like a tribute uh, to the Piaf. And afterwards, every day I would just sing her songs in my head. Not singing the song, but like mumbling the melodies. And I didn't know the words, of course. But it was, I would always sit on the floor in the corridor somewhere in our little apartment, like one bedroom apartment for all of us. And my mom would always go, oh, you still see me here? And I was always just, wow, it was crazy. But I have never at that time thought that I would be a musician because in my life it would never even be like you can't even dream about that you are not even allowed to dream about anything like artists or never so i would just be singing and so i was always inspired by that kind kind of deep music like deep i don't know maybe that was what i felt inside because of the childhood and how we were living and i don't know it was just like a resemblance i don't know so yeah my inspiration whitney houston i carry beyonce Aretha franklin ray charles yeah that, these are my all-time favorites that, that's a good list ray charles too yes yeah, oh my god i love him so much oh my god yes when I was in California, that trip, I was freaking blessed to meet the legend Quincy Jones. 
and meet him. And for me, I, I was like, oh, what? And he's talking to me. And I, like he said, oh, come sit down on my knee and take a picture. He was literally, he was the sweetest person I have ever, ever met. But you know, Quincy Jones, oh, hold imagine. On, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just don't name drop and then run away from it. Come on. <laughs> hold on. Okay, let's, let, let, let's get slowly, slowly. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, if you're listening in right now, she's just talking about meeting the guy that executive produced Thriller, okay? Okay? Yes. And has produced a, um, a bunch of many yeah. other things and he's now into jazz and all those things. So talk to me again. How did you get to meet Quincy Jones? That's that's what, that's what we are starting from. I was at the event in California. I was invited and all these people that first saw is California. Come on, on every corner you have these artists, you have producers, you have big names. And for me, a girl from just coming from London, okay, at least I wasn't coming from Latvia because if I would come from Latvia, I would have a hard attack. I would literally have a heart attack. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, who's coming to us? And they're like, oh, let me introduce you, Kiana Key. She's an inspiring singer. And I'm standing there, I can't say a word. I'm like, oh, I'm so pleased to meet you, sir. It was literally like that. And she was like, oh, like, okay, how are you? And she was like literally talking to me, just like so sweetly. Like, I, I don't know, like, he's my family. And he's like, oh, come here, sit down, no worry. Like, and he took a picture with me, and he was so sweet. For me, I don't know, for me, coming from, it was my first meeting with, I don't know, it was just crazy. It was crazy. I'm still thinking back and thinking, did I really meet him? If I didn't have a picture, I would not believe it myself. Trust me. I literally am still thinking back and think, wow, the people you meet when you on a when you go to the places, you have to go to places um, where industry people hang out to meet them. You can't just sit at home thinking that, oh, the God will send me that person and I will see. No, you have to come out and you have to go for it and meet them. So you have to accept um, the invitation to go to some parties. Yes, it was just like a party. It was um, a celebration and uh, everyone was there. But the person that, of course, no question why, I remember and the whole I forgot about the whole event it's just him I was like I met Quincy Jones I have his contacts I can like contact him anytime you know it's just it's yeah it's amazing who is the next person that you've met in your life that also blew you not to the height of Quincy Jones at the moment let's do let's let's get to someone else you've met in your life that you never thought you would meet it was Walter Afanasia I don't know if you know about him but he's also a legend and as well as Quincy Jones I still think it never happened but I had freaking honor to work with that person. I was in his house. I was talking to him. I was working with him on my song, my song being, in my opinion, that that's a nobody, nobody. How did it happen that I'm there with Walter Afanasi? Walter Afanasi worked with Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, all my biggest idols. And I'm there in his studio working on my single that I wrote completely myself. Walter was um, the second incredible and unbelievable meeting for me that I still, as I said, cannot believe that, that I met him. But um, he's, I don't know if I can compare the levels, of course, of Quincy Jones, never. It's absolutely different thing, but exactly. he's also a for me, and yes. Yeah, Quincy Jones. <laughs> Yo, Quincy Jones starts from the journey from Ray, with Ray Charles and he's coming on to, on to Michael Jackson and all these people. <laughs> you can't say anything. And yeah. that's what keeps you going. This is like, you, you just have no right to give up. You know what I mean? When you meet this guy, you just have no right to give up. You gotta get there and you gotta work with all these people and you gotta show them that you are worth it. You know, just their attention. You worth their attention that they gave you your time, you know? So yes, this is what I always keep in my memory and in the in my head that 
oh my god i'm there i'm with you i love you i honor you you know thank you for just being <laughs> around me. you know it's, that's great that's really great you know that gives you some a little bit of inspiration to keep working harder you know especially uh, you just tell yeah. me yes we, you have the coconut joint uh, between um, because there are two joints that we are going to talk that we have to talk about before we get to the new one right you are real that, that one was uh, a little bit uh, that is in 2018 i think that's about two years ago right and then you have uh, the coconut joint that that one is a bit older so we are going to have to play one of those so we're going to have to play coconut and then we shall play you are real and uh, talk to me about you are real because i like the video too thank you well you real um was actually also inspired at the time when i met walter afanasiev i was in california i was also inspired and also excited about everything and so like in love being completely fulfilled with love so you really it's all about love and that love that's overwhelming you so for me i guess just meeting these people it was just so overwhelming that i wrote so many songs at that time and um i don't know because after coconut rum and coke also it's a love song it's a positive it's exotic it's like it's, oh my oh my god exciting you know song and then you real it's kind of in that area but going a lot a little bit bolder you know because it's already in california it's shot in california having that fort having this like bold ideas you know and in the video the idea of the video that i was so freaking in love with that person that i saw that person in every single person i meet on my way as yeah. a mechanic yeah as at, at the gas station yes gas station and well the idea is that it's kind of that person but it wasn't it was just like a mechanic but i was just like so oh my god oh my oh baby are you here oh my god oh, are you here too you know it was like that and the, at the end of course we're showing that uh these were different people these were in that phone of mine or whatever so it, it's kind of amazing and yes the journey of the song was also great i met that incredible 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 producer that i love dearly Sergio Dianda, he's based in California. He's Spanish. He has Spanish roots. So for me, just amazing. He plays Spanish guitar. He understands my kind of music. And we keep up to this day working together. And this new single that we were also, you were talking about, that latest one, Love is My Treasure, was also produced by him. So the same person that produced You Real is the producer for Love is My Treasure. Oh. So yeah, You Real and the video in California. And I mean, yes, it's fun, but it's so bold but with that kind of spice that i always love to add oh yeah that, that's amazing you know i like the video too you, you are real and uh at the end of the day who is it about <laughs> <laughs> you know when you excuse me <laughs> well, for, one, and for everyone it's just it doesn't really matter the gen, it's just for every couple kiana, it's just, kiana, kiana, what is the so who is the song about <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh well it's about love what do you mean who is this about <laughs> i <About my> love <laughs> uh, yes it's about um real love uh, an obsessed love i don't know <laughs> the way you want to put it <laughs> hold on i did i didn't write the song i didn't write the song you did so it's about it's about love it's about love is it about the love in your life it's a love in my life <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's about the love of my life. Yes, but of course, all my songs, all my songs that are actually, I don't always have like love, love, love songs. But mm. all of them, as long as I'm in a relationship, connect to somebody. Yes, and all these songs kind of connect to that person. <laughs> so 
So yes, all the love songs are inspired by my feelings at that time. Yes. <laughs> so did, did you end up saying Yali Blue Tiba? Yes. Yes. That's it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're so right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love that you know that sentence. It's the best sentence you have to always remember. Yeah. But never you speak Russian. And what do you know? The golden word. Yeah, yeah, blue tiba. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's all we have so, to say. It's so perfect. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine you had things planned and then the pandemic did hit. So what did you, what, before you know the pandemic hit, what were your plans for this year? Oh my God. As I already said in the beginning, I really had a plan to go on tour because and all the songs that I have already made and done and ready to be released had to be released already. I also have four music videos, four of them that waiting to be released. Yes, already shot and ready and just like waiting to see the world and they still hold up hold up because of this situation and i'm so kind of upset but i always tell myself that okay it means it's not the right time it means it's going to be a better time for it a little bit later so you know i kind of calm myself down because now i'm working on it i'm still i have so much to do and you never stop you know you don't uh take this period for granted it's your time and it's 100 of the time you can invest into your dreams and goals so that's what i do completely i'm always like oh my god oh my god what else i can do better what can i change what can i improve So yeah, I never stop. And I have these four music videos coming out and so many songs. And if pandemic wouldn't happen, that would be already released and I would be going on tour performing all these new songs as well as the old ones. And yeah, so that's still my uh, like target. That's still what I'm going to do just a little bit later. So we're going to just postpone it a little bit. But yes, wow. that's my goal. So on the on these four songs, is it only you or you have other people you're working with on these songs? Well, yes. Well, that's a critical secret but yes i'm gonna be like guy you just you're just literally like yeah but yes i'm gonna have a feature and um i'm also having that music video for open arms that are um, was featured with kid g who's incredible and i love this young rapper he's amazing he's latin rapper for the open arms single that i have already out so we shot the music video as well Ah, and nice. yes, I'm gonna have a new song, which is actually my new material gonna be a little bit different, a little bit. With every time, I'm just going, I'm just like growing into that direction that I love. I really love the Afrobeat. I really, I'm so crazy about it, and that's kind of like opening my cards. But that's where I'm kind of going. And the new music, I absolutely, I'm so like literally over the top excited to release it. And it's not gonna be as Latin as my previous material so it's going to be something new something more let's say french montana style you know french montana like yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of yeah, yeah. so yeah it's going to be more into that direction and i will i want i'm wondering how people how my fans going to react to this but i know that i really love it and i really hope that my fans will love it as well but it's a little bit more like I don't know, like edgy or something. I don't know. We only have to wait and see how that comes out and uh, how it will uh, soon appear. Like, how will the reception for that be? If you ever want to get situated with Afrobeats, there's a uh, there's there's a good brother of mine who does pro- he, he does production. He has done, done stuff for people in the UK everywhere. Yes, 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 yes. It's me. It's like my soul. It's like oh, <laughs> I'm so in love with that. Yes. Actually, actually, he has done so good that right now, name drop. He just has the number one, the number one song in the UK on the charts with Ed Sheeran and uh, Alone Star and Trunky. Yes, the remix yes. of the song. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh my God, congratulations. Yeah, so 
yeah, so I'll get you situated with him. <laughs> How are you dealing with the pandemic then? How are you making sure you're keeping in touch with your fans and all that? How do you get to, to interact with them? I'm absolutely doing perfectly with this pandemic time. As I said, I 100% put it into the right target. I'm literally putting all my time into my music. I don't have to be distracted by any side works, any side things that I have to do usually when it's like busy and crazy and meeting, meeting. And sometimes it's not about music and about a lot of things. Now I 100% put my time into my music, into my fans, and I'm releasing music, releasing my singles that, yes, they were postponed, but still, we are releasing, we are on it. I have the target. I never gave up. I never stopped. So yes, there's a lot of things that I'm still sharing with my fans. And social media, social media keeps keep us together all the time, no matter what pandemic, right? Yeah. We cannot, we don't have you need to have a mask to be together on social media. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always on Instagram, I'm always on Facebook, Twitter, I'm all over like social media. I love it. I'm used to it. That's my second home, you know. I'm always with my fans and I love to talk to them. I'm always responding to messages. Yes, maybe not right away because some people get upset, but I do respond. I do go through my messages. I do go through my inbox, you know, and I respond later on, but I do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always them, I love them and yeah and because of them you don't feel yourself lonely stuck in the house because I was locked in the house I literally did not leave the house for five months I was like a, in the house all the time and because of the social media you're always with your friends yes virtually but you are so that's the beauty about it it's not like all days can you imagine you would have to send a letter and that letter would get to the person in a month <laughs> and then the person so has now, to respond later on like two weeks later and it gets to you two weeks later uh, the other two weeks later so it's also another month and we are waiting so now you can just sit in your house and you're in contact yeah there's a lot of time for us to get there's so much time for us to get crazy so now we are lucky that we do have the social media and can just fasten the things up and make it fast and yeah. connect to everyone you want love is my treasure you know we are we, let's talk about that you know Mm-hmm. Let's see, How, what was what was the inspiration for this? Love is My Treasure was also produced by Sergio Dianda that was producing You Real, the one we talked about before. Yeah. I had a long-term relationship with him. He's amazing. We always work on different st- genius. was also produced by him. So um, that song, it's a, with that song, I'm kind of getting a little bit bolder. I don't know, maybe more, I'm not scared of it. Like I'm literally going hard. I'm just like, you know what? I feel like that. So I'm like, whatever for you. You know, it's very <clears throat> like that. And at the same time, it has this Latin vibes that I love. And it's dancey. It's for the dance, like dance floor. You know, you take it in the club and you yeah. dance your energy out. Yeah. But I... Uh, about the relationship love but it's about the relationship for example when you have an argument with your with your loved one and but you still love that person but that argument was quite hard you know but no matter what it sounds like you're addicted to that pain that's why i'm singing like your love is my pleasure what a luck your bittersweet love is my sweetest drug like you know it's like my drug but i'm still addicted to you i still love you so much even though we had a fight but i do want to make up i still love you it doesn't matter to me it was just like a emotional burst you know but you're still in love with that person so that song is about that when you had a fight or some kind of difficult situation and you're all literally on the border of breaking up but you're like mm, you know what my love is than that i will still keep going and i still love you love love is uh 
My Treasure. Oh, that's a song coming in from Kiana Key. That's a new one. Guys, stream it wherever where, wherever you get your music from. It's available, okay? Stream it whenever wherever you get your music from. It's available. Kiana Key, that is a key. That is K double E, then A N A. Then K double E. Simple as that. Yeah. What would you what would you want what would you say about you know being a female in the business and uh, doing your business by yourself? What are some of the things that you have to go through and uh, or it might be your experience, it might be maybe what you've seen some other people go through. What would you like to say about that? Wow. <laughs> My life, I don't think I guess because I'm coming such a long way to where I am right now. So I did go through everything, not through everything, there's so much still to go through, but through a lot of stuff. And uh, being a female in this industry it's good and bad first of all you get a lot of attention from a male producers because of course most of all up to now we have most of male producers out there amazing incredible like inspiring guy um artist and me or another girl then it goes so oh let me see this girl you know let me see because it's just i don't know it's just in our blood i guess you know it's in the gym okay let me pay attention to this girl so you do get that first attention I think much faster than a guy would get, I think, in my opinion. But at the same time, what it means, it means they maybe want something more from you. Yeah. They might want something, and then you you meet that, and then you say no, and then that breaks everything up. But for the guy, they would not offer him anything, right? That, you know, in the other way. So that is strictly business-like relationship with a girl it can always mean that they like you that they want something from you and you have to always be careful and you cannot really protect yourself much because if you're in the studio with somebody and uh, there's like it depends on the studio but there's like i don't know weed and alcohol and all of that it's hard to stay away from somebody just coming on you you know so i mean it's difficult so that's what you face so you do get that um attention you do get the attention faster but then you face the other challenges that you face so yeah. it's hard and i had that and i went through that a lot a lot in everything in the music business and in the modeling business so you just have to know when you know that though when you went through that you're ready and every time you're like mm, you know what now right away when i feel something from the producer you i like you know what i feel a different vibe you know i it's not really business it's a little more than business so and i don't want the person to you know hope for something because it's definitely a no-no so and then you know if a person is hoping for something and you say no everyone is upset and everyone's like oh my god what is that so you are the bad guy at the end and i don't want to be a bad guy so yes that's hard but you get the plus and the minus as always yeah, yeah. you get that then the second part yeah the second part is always the challenge yeah so uh love is my treasure that's a new single coming from kiana key check her out how can people follow you out on uh follow you up on social media kiana key everywhere you can find me just by my name just type in k-e-e-a-n-a-k-e-e -E -E, and i'll be there for you oh. and i'm there and i'm uh, present i always post something i'm always uh, on in my stories instagram is my favorite platform so far so the Best platform is Instagram and Twitter is not as often, but um, I'm still there. So whichever platform is better for you, but I would absolutely love to connect connect with everyone. It means a lot for me. Every support, every person personally, I love to connect with person personally. I can even like just like literally direct message with somebody, not just oh, are you from the industry? I don't want to talk to. You. No, I literally talk to everyone. I talk to all my fans, and it means 
so much for me especially the fans that stay throughout the years from like my first single it means so much for me so yes k-e-e-a-n-a-k-e-e -E -E. thank you yeah so thank you so much for being on the show and uh, it's been great talking to you yeah my absolute pleasure thank you so much it was a lot of fun thank you Tali.